The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Womb Happy Hour with Lorraine Giordano. It's time to connect with your feminine energy center, your own body, to achieve anything that your heart desires. It's a discussion about a place you may have not discussed so much, the place down there. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Giordano. Hello and welcome. Hope you're having a fantastic day. You're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. You can connect with me on Facebook at Inspired to Health. You can follow me on on Twitter at uh, Inspired to Health. So that's I N S P I R E two, the number two health. And you can connect with me on LinkedIn at uh, Lorraine.Giordano. So wherever you're at, let's take a moment to take a few deep breaths and send some love down there to your womb area, to Team Uterus. Awesome. So tonight's episode is in a way a shout out to our hormone producing friends. Uh, For ladies, the ovaries produce a majority of our female reproductive hormones and the uterus produces some too. And um, Dr. Allison Grimston is a professional speaker on health and well-being. And she knows so much about hormones. She's a great resource for hormonal balance. And um, she typically shares a lot of important info on adrenal fatigue, stress, burnout, um, thyroid balance, and menopause. So we're going to do a deep dive with Dr. Allison Grimston on the show to talk about the impact of stress on our health and how that relates to our hormones. So you can connect with uh, Dr. Allison Grimston on Facebook at Dr. Allison Grimston, and I'm going to spell that. So it's A-L-I-S-O-N, that's Dr. before D-R-A-L-I-S-O-N-G-R-I-M-S-T-O-N. You can follow her on Twitter at Dr. Allison G. You can connect with her on LinkedIn at Dr. Allison Grimston. Same spelling, since I'll add a little flub, I'll say it again. Dr. A-L-I-S-O-N-G-R-I-M-S-T-O-N. And you can follow her, uh, follow her on Pinterest at Holistic Doc. Uh, it's also worthwhile to check out her website at DrAllisonGrimston.com. And I'd also like for the Facebook fans, um, Dr. Allison has really um, amazing Facebook Live videos on hormonal tips. So it's definitely worth checking that out. So, Dr. Allison, welcome and thanks for joining the Womb Happy Hour. Well, thank you, Lorraine. It's great to be here with you, and thank you so much. It's a privilege to be able to talk to you and your guests, and I hope that I can bring some 
um, some joy and some helpful tips to your audience today. And I'm sure you can. Um, So let's start talking about stress. Well, maybe let's even take a step back from that. Uh, How did you get, let's talk about your background so people get familiar with um, how you got involved with this work. How did you get involved with energy, stress, and creating vitality? Well, that's a great question. And people often ask me why I am, as a traditionally trained doctor, more open-minded about complementary therapies than the average traditionally trained doctor and the reason fundamentally is that when I was 17 before I started medical school I broke my back in a car accident and that led to 20 years of back pain so I understand what it's like for all those people out there who suffer from chronic pain I do understand where you're coming from and that led me up the path of holistic therapies and complementary therapies because I realized very early on in my medical school career which at in the UK I was started medical school when I was 18 um, I already recognized that what they were teaching us about pharmaceuticals and surgery being the answer to everything just wasn't true and we really underestimate the importance of the mind and the importance in holistic health of our um, complementary therapies So in order to get through the tough medical course, I needed to embrace things like acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine and chiropractic and Alexander technique, which is a postural re-education often used by um, acting students. And um, also journaling and reflection and behavioral change. For example, I had to lie down for lectures and I had to take four years out doing research as my back was not yet strong enough for uh, the clinical course when you're on the wards. And so I, yeah, so I knew at an early stage what stress was like earlier than a lot of people do. Although I must admit my daughter has repeated the pattern earlier with a scoliosis at the age of 11, which was operated on. So um, in our sort of family constellations, there's something going on about backs here, I think. Yes, Um, that's great that you're able to share your experience with her to help her out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She's 16 now. So, uh, yeah, so at least I understand what it's like to be a young woman in in a lot of pain. So uh, I then went on and although my passion was for the combination of gynecology and endocrinology, hormones and women's health was what always gave me a buzz and what I, I loved. Um, I couldn't train as a gynecologist because of my back. So I trained as a general family practitioner, which I thought would give me the most holistic approach within the medical fraternity um, because you're following families and patients from cradle to grave. And that was fine, but in common with so many uh, driven professional women, I... um, I really wanted to be the best doctor, the best mother, the best best wife. And of course, you can't be perfect. And I burnt myself out working full time as a doctor, running my own practice in partnership with other doctors. And uh, at the same time, having two young kids at the time, they were aged about two and six. And so the, I know the extremes of stress and how what it feels like to be... Um, 
just separating yourself off from your surroundings. So the way I work best is with um, a heart-to-heart connection with my patients and my clients. I, uh, I really reach out and meet them. And I see in their eyes, I see their potential. But when I'm very, very stressed, as I was then, and I was again last year when I burnt out again, you feel yourself um, disconnected from the heart chakra of the other person. You feel yourself um, just just not connecting in the same way. And then you stop getting any job satisfaction from your job, if that makes sense, Lorraine. Oh, totally. I, I completely relate to that. I... Um... You know, on my own journey, I worked in the financial industry um, and worked a lot of hours and just did not feel very well and had certain health issues um, that a lot of them were gynecological and I just would just push through. I mean, I was diagnosed with endometriosis. I would just chug a bunch of um, Advil and just kind of suck it up through the day and just keep pushing, pushing, pushing. And then... It was only until my doctor told me I'd have a, I'd have to have a hysterectomy to remove my uterus that I I <laughs> I woke up and I said I'm I'm not really approaching my life I'm I'm leading with stress in my life rather than you know being connected yeah and and just to echo something you said before I I remember sitting with uh, my with a gynecological oncologist and <laughs> I told him I was making some changes to my diet, to my lifestyle. And he said the only way I'd be cured was through science, which is kind of fascinating, right? (laughs) Well, we know that it's the way people feel, the people who are trained in the science. What gets me, and and part of my journey was training as a spiritual healer like yourself. Yes, yes. And uh, what gets me more than anything is, you know, I understand where they're coming from, where, where traditional doctors are coming from. I've, I spent four years in research doing pure science, but science isn't the answer to everything. And there are some things that science has yet to prove, and that doesn't mean to say they're not true. So Very good point, what yes. I, what I mean by that is we are now beginning to recognize so much more about the mind-body-spirit connection than we knew 10 years ago. Um, and science is a scientific view on that is catching up with what was known in so many cultures for many years before. In ancient times. Exactly, exactly. It's like with EFT, the emotional freedom technique, we are now seeing the scientific validation of that. And we have experienced the rapid transformations that you can get in, in, in psychological blocks, in physical blocks with EFT. But now we're beginning to see some science coming out to explain it. Yes. And so I think, I mean, the work that you're doing um, by, you know, speaking online, internationally, having workshops, it's so important for, for the message to get out there more and more, I think. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's why I'm passionate about doing this radio show, and I think that's why you're passionate about you doing the work that you do because yeah. there are many benefits. It, health is not just based on a pill or a 15 minute, you know, exchange with your doctor. It's mm. you know, no. it's our responsibility, each person's responsibility as well. Absolutely, and my mission, my passion, is to inspire and empower women to take back control of their health and to have a deeper understanding of that. And 
as for yourself, that includes includes mind, body, and spirit, not separating them off. Yes. So we're going to go to a break now for two minutes. And when we get back, let's get into uh, how we can reduce stress, what your thoughts are and how we can reduce stress. Fantastic. I look forward to it. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Visit InspiredToHelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at InspiredToHelp.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit InspiredToHelp.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting InspiredToHealth.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, InspiredToHealth.net. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. Hi, and we're back on the Womb Happy Hour. This is Lorraine Giordano. And we are talking with Dr. Allison Grimston from the United Kingdom. The Womb Happy Hour has gone internationally. And um, <laughs> we are talking about the impact of stress on everybody's health and and how that relates to hormones as well. So I'd like to mention that uh, in the previous segment, I mentioned Dr. Allison's uh, speaking website, but I'd also like to mention uh, the website where you can find many of her fantastic tips, and you're going to want to check out com. so D-O-C-T-O-R-A-L-L-I-E.com, and, um, and we're so fortunate that she has a free giveaway, so Dr. Allison, please uh, share what that giveaway is. All oh, right. Well, if you go to dralli.com, that's D-O-C-T-O-R-A-L-L-I-E.com. Thank you for that, Lorraine. You'll <laughs> find a button on the front there that says Stress Busting Kit. And if you'd like to just uh, click on that and sign up, we've got a, a really good stress busting kit to help you to cope with stress on a day-to-day basis and to give you some tips on managing that and on recognizing that. Because I think that a lot of the time we may think that we're a bit stressed, but we don't actually recognize that it's actually affecting us, our health, and our relationships. Thank you so much. Okay, so 
Dr. Ali, Dr. Allison, what do you think are the keys to having the right mindset for reducing stress based on your personal and uh, professional experience? Well, it's interesting that you should say that. Um, I think it was a big aha moment for me, a big light bulb moment for me when I burnt out and I started getting and training in spiritual healing. And I discovered by doing that research um, that I actually had control over my mind and my reactions. And there was at some level, which may have been a subconscious spiritual level, that if I was getting stressed, I was attracting that stress into my life. So it was really interesting to start looking at things from a different perspective from the um, assumption that we tend to have in our culture that stress happens to us. Now, I think it's important to recognize that we do need some stress in our lives. Um, there is good stress or EU stress, EU stress, as well as bad stress. And good stress is necessary for us to achieve at our maximum, at our optimum. For example, many of you will recognize that you do achieve greater things when you have a deadline. You find that given a deadline, you strive to complete something in time for it and you get more done in that time. And I certainly found when I was leading up to the launch of my Menopause Success System online course last October, the two weeks leading up to that and during the course when I was working really hard producing things, I was producing a free ebook on menopause and a free ebook on elixirs and some other reports. Suddenly, I was achieving more than I had in the previous six months, to be quite honest, because I was completely focused on that one thing. So stress is important for us. And when they've done studies in the past, looking at people who are brought up with, with no stress, they're actually uh, much less happy. So we do need a degree of stress. To deal with stress effectively, we need to recognize that there is an element of our own personality in that. And I feel that we have two little voices, if you like, in our head. We have uh, the, the, some people call it the good wolf and the bad wolf. Uh, some, I call it the worst critic and your best friend. And you may, may find if you do something that you consider wrong, in inverted commas, you may find your, your little voice saying, oh, you're so stupid. Why did you do that? You shouldn't have said this. You should have done something different. Whereas your good voice or your, if you were talking to your best friend, you might say, look, I know you're frustrated that you did this. But in fact, you made the best decision that you could with the information that was available to you or something along that line. And, and that shows you that we can have a different attitude. Now, if we can just start to twist our self-talk, if you like, to being a little bit more accommodating, a little bit more supportive of ourselves, that can begin to bring around great changes in our life. You can feel yourself the difference when you say to yourself, oh, you silly woman, what did you do that for? Now, feel, say that in your head and feel the impact on your energy. And then now say, look, it's okay. You did the best you could. And now feel the impact of that on your energy. And you can feel the difference. And if There is a big through, difference. Yeah, exactly. And if we go through life always telling ourselves off, it rubs off on our whole life experience, actually. 
because if we're constantly criticizing ourselves, we find ourselves constantly criticizing other people because as well as having that perfectionism to ourselves, it rubs off in our expectations of others. And at the end of the day, um, there, there are always exceptions. There are always situations. When, when you come to criticize somebody else, don't forget you're not walking in their shoes. You don't know what just happened for them. And I think that's really important. And that slight tweak to the way we're thinking, that slight tweak to our mindset can have enormous impact. Now, are you a big uh, proponent of affirmations to kind of help guide that thought process to give it? I am, actually, yeah, definitely. Um, one of the, the best affirmations I have that I picked up from T. Harbecker, actually, is... Um, uh, I release the need to blame, complain, or justify my situation. I release the need to blame, complain, or justify my situation. And that's a really, really profound thing. When you, you think about how you go through life and um, defending situations or, or blaming people, if you can release that. And the, the word release does help as well. It just is a gentle word. Another thing that I picked up from Wayne Dyer is when you're getting into an argument situation in any situation, you, you can release the need to be right all the time. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be right. And um, especially as a doctor, I found that we were, we were, there's this great expectation that we should be right all the time. And, yeah. uh, and, and it, in fact, it's much better to hold your hand up and say, actually, I don't know the answer to this. I can look it up and get back to you. Or actually, this is a situation where there isn't a right answer. For some people, this would be right, and for other people, that would be right. There's a lot of benefit in holding your hand up and, uh, and being honest in that way, if that makes sense. It absolutely does. Sometimes with, uh, if I'm working with someone in a session, I might ask them, would you prefer to feel right? Is it that important for you to feel right or free? Mm. Because there's such a, sometimes people get in the framework of like, I have to be right. And then it, it kind of constricts the energy. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because, and then there's a fear of being wrong, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's a terrible thing. Or in that moment, um, allowing yourself the option to be free and not right or wrong. So mindset is so critical. It's so important. Um, then also when it comes to stress, you know, for where we are, you're in the United Kingdom, and I think you have, uh, you know, there's more attention to GMOs and to food quality in a way than in the United States. But a stress also is the food that we eat, right? Our diet. Yes, absolutely. And, and how that impacts us. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that as far as eating right and how that can Im improve even our mindset in a way? Yeah. Well, we all know how difficult it is to get through the day when we're feeling a bit of brain fog, when we're feeling that foggy feeling. And if we eat right, that does settle. Um, another thing that can affect our stress levels is if we find ourselves um, failing towards the end of the day. So maybe after lunch, we may find our energy is sucking downwards and we are just feeling a little bit sleepy. We're maybe not managing to um, 
to connect in the way we normally can. And that can have add-on effects on our productivity and effectively, effectiveness if we are, say, a professional at work. Um, and it can make it, it can also impact our ability to manage several things if we are a multitasking mother, for example. Um, so uh, one of the ways to help that is to reduce the amount of high glycemic carbohydrates that we eat, especially at lunchtime. So, for example, I found a massive improvement in my afternoon energy when I stopped having sandwiches for lunch and started having a plain salad. And I do make sure I have protein with every meal and snack throughout the day. So I make sure my breakfast includes protein and raw vegetables. So I have a smoothie for breakfast. And that sets me up for the day. I also make sure I have my good quality vitamins and minerals, which also has an impact on my energy levels and focus. Because let's face it, if we find we're unable to focus in the way we normally can and we feel we're failing at work, that will cause additional stress for us, won't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. We can come to a bit more of that after the next break as well, because um, the other aspect is the way our cortisol or our stress hormones are released. And that can be impacted by the food we eat as well. Yes. So we are going to take a break and we'll be back in two minutes. You're listening to the Boom Happy Hour. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting inspiredtohealth.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohealth.net. Visit inspiredtohealth.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at inspiredtohealth.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit inspiredtohealth.net today. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. Welcome back. This is the Womb Happy Hour. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. Dr. Allison Grimston is with us um, talking about the impact of stress, ways we can reduce our stress. Uh, we were just talking about cortisol, which is a stress hormone, which, you know, people under constant stress tend to have too much cortisol in their systems, correct, Dr. Allison? Yeah, absolutely. So um, cortisol is the stress hormone that's released 
on an ongoing basis if we're under chronic stress. And this has an impact on um, weight gain and the processing of our sugar levels. And this can impact on our stress levels as well because so many women um, are very focused on their body image and if they gain um, half a stone, uh, sorry, you're talking pounds. So if you gain several pounds in weight, it can have a real impact on how you feel about your body and how you feel going forward. So, um, so it's important to try to eat in a way that helps manage your insulin processing, which then reduces the release of cortisol that can happen if we are eating the wrong sorts of foods. And so this is where it's important to try and have what are called low glycemic foods that keep your blood glucose in a relatively steady state rather than high glycemic foods which cause a swing in your blood sugar. Because when your blood sugar drops too low, that can cause the release of cortisol and increase your stress levels. Obviously, this is something that we could talk on for ages and is a, is a talk in itself um, just around low glycemic eating. But um, the, the nub of it is if you could try to reduce the high glycemic foods such as cold cereals, fruit juices, bagels, sandwiches, bread, um, and also pasta um, and too many potatoes – then you will go a long way to improving the way your body is um, processing sugar and reduce the stress hormone released. Yeah, and uh, to be honest, I was blown away because for me, um, let's say late in the 2000s, I didn't think I had to worry about my hormones until I hit menopause, which was hopefully going to be sometime you know, after I was 50. So it was some long, distant, you know, time period down the road. But um, I was blown away uh, about how much hormones, when I do, did my own research and kind of, you know, tried to learn more about my body, just how much um, diet and sugar and that glycemic index has an impact to female hormone levels. Um, like it, and I, I don't think... At least in the United States, I think more and more information is being shared about it. But I still think I talk about it with my clients, and a lot of people don't even realize um, that link. Do you find yeah. that on you know in your day to day working with people, talking with people? Yes, absolutely. Um, in my uh, private hormone balance clinic, absolutely. Um, people come to me expecting to be just made better with bioidentical hormone therapy, and um, some of them just aren't expecting me to give them advice about diet and lifestyle and things like the timing of their exercise and the type of exercise, which all impact our blood glucose. And that therefore also affects our experience of menopause. Um, and also things such as uh, PMS, premenstrual syndrome, which uh, are also impacted by lifestyle. So, yes, people um, are a lot of people are beginning to come around, but sometimes I feel like I'm preaching to the converted because the people who most need to hear this message are the ones that very often, um, let me say, the ones that most need to hear it are the ones that aren't listening. Um, and so it's going to need repeated messages on very often the media to be able to reach those. Yes. Um 
And what I also find is that, you know, the education piece of it, I, I think the media does play a role, but I think it's also learning about this as, you know, the, the younger, the better. Um, mm. Because I don't remember, you know, I knew about hormones generally, but I didn't really know how the impact that they have on, um, you know, throughout my whole life. Um, So I think that that there's an opportunity there. Can you touch on, you know, because there's so many women that are into working out because everybody wants to look svelte. (laughs) Um, But as far as the time of working out during the day, because I I don't think that is often talked about that much. Like I started to work out earlier in the morning um, Mm -hmm. rather than later in the day. Um, So I'd love to hear what your thoughts on that are. And there is conflicting advice on this, just as there's conflicting advice on um, timing of eating. But um, certainly the important thing is to work out and not eat within an hour and a half of finishing your workout um, and also not with it, eat within one and a half hours of starting the workout. So it gets quite difficult getting the timing right with all these things, you know. The <laughs> Yeah, the type of workout is uh, it, the most effective for hormone balance is actually burst training. So that would mean 30 seconds, well, warm up first. Uh, and I started doing this with Tabata. Um, oh. So wa- warm up first uh, and then um, 30 seconds of high intensity training, then 10 seconds break, then another 30 seconds high intensity training, then 10 seconds break and, another, and repeat that four times. And then you do your stretches and cool down. Um, and that is the that has been shown to have the most effective impact on growth hormone and insulin balance, the balance between these two. And therefore, that impacts all of our hormones and on our muscle buildup as well. Um, I also love personally yoga. So if you are very stressed, and especially, especially if you are approaching um, a burnout level of stress then you need to be very picky and careful about the type of exercise you do Um, so if you have stage three adrenal fatigue for example you um, you need to be taking gentle exercise it's no good if you are completely exhausted already then going out and going uh, sprinting for example so in all cases you're working within your capacity but uh, if you're not suffering from burnout, then pushing yourself a little more helps to build up your muscle mass. And at the end of the day, your insulin uh, processing is more effective if you have a higher muscle mass. So, uh, again, reducing your risk of diabetes is best done with enough exercise to increase your muscle mass. Um, in terms of your other hormone systems, um, the... Most hormone systems are, are best with, a, with timing that is um, you're not taking your exercise within an hour and a half either side of eating. Um, and also you, your last workout of the day is probably best an hour or so or, le- or more before you go to bed. Um, so making sure that you aren't still wound up from the exercise at the time you're trying to calm yourself and go to sleep. That you're not overstimulated. Yeah, um, exactly. As far as, I remember reading some research that came out last year that um, that the effects of exercise earlier in life has an impact to uh, menopause sy- symptoms. 
I don't, and I, I can't cite where I read that, but it was in research um, that came out, I think, around the fall of last year. Um, so I, I think it's it's worthwhile to note that things that you're doing, even if you're in your 20s, 30s, it does have an impact later on um, to help serve you. And I think in the United States, there is a problem or a challenge with the number of um, people who are, I mean, diabetes is growing dramatically and obesity is, is growing as well. So the, the importance of exercise and um, just, you know, movement um, has, has a big impact. Absolutely. And I think it's been very useful, this um, growth in things like Fitbits that help us to measure our steps as well, because as well as the intensity exercise, it is good to keep moving and to get moving. Um, there's some uh, there's a study that's shown that we should ideally be standing for 60 percent of our working life, which um, has led to some people having standing desks. And one friend of mine who um, is a probiotic specialist, she actually has a treadmill next to her desk. So she's walking on a treadmill when she's working, which I think is fantastic. Um, it's been shown that t- uh, three 10 minute walks are uh, more effective on weight management and hormone balance than one 30-minute walk. So it's worth, you know, for those of you who feel you're just too busy to take any exercise, if you can take 10 minutes before and after work and 10 minutes in lunchtime, although that's not ideally spaced with your meals, of course, um, (laughs) it is still still a, a good way to fit in the exercise. And um, calming exercise for, as I've said, when you've got, uh, when you are highly stressed, calming exercise like yoga that involves a degree of meditation and mindfulness can be very helpful as well. Yes. Pilates. I enjoy Pilates myself. Yeah. Um, All right. So we are going to take another two minute break. Um, And before we go, I highly recommend that you, during the break, take a look at www.dralley.com to get your your stress-busting kit that she's offering. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Visit InspiredToHelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at InspiredToHelp.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit InspiredToHelp.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting InspiredToHelp.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, InspiredToHelp.net. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You 
are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. Welcome back. This is the Womb Happy Hour. I'm Lorraine Giordano, your host. And we're fortunate to have Dr. Allison Grimston uh, talk to us about stressors and uh, how that affects our hormone balance. Um, We were just talking a bit about food and exercise. And now I think it's definitely worthwhile to talk about toxins in the system, in the environment, Um, chemicals that are so common commonly used in in day-to-day life so um you know one of the the big toxins out there is plastics um, especially if a lot of us are drinking bottled water so dr allison what are your what's your insights there absolutely so um I would say that as successful women in our 20s, 30s, 40s and 50s nowadays, we're experiencing more symptoms from unbalanced hormones than ever before. And you might be wondering why that is. You may hear that there are unprecedented levels of infertility, for example. There are more women having what are called anovulatory cycles where they're not releasing an egg. And that leads to an imbalance in the hormone balance. Um, And there are more people suffering from more severe symptoms of PMS or premenstrual syndrome. And this is partly, as I've said, partly due to our unbalanced diets. We're having too many processed foods and refined foods and high glycemic foods. We need to return to unprocessed, low GI foods. But it's also partly related to our sedentary lifestyles, which we've also touched on. But another major factor in our hormone imbalance is the introduction of certain toxins into our environment. And the the problem with these toxins is um, a lot of these chemicals actually block the estrogen receptors. Sometimes they partially activate the estrogen receptors. They can um, activate the, um, est- the, the estrogen receptors that actually promote breast cancer, or they can activate the pr- protective ones, or they can block the protective ones. So there are lots of ways in which these chemicals can impact our sex hormone balance and also increase our experience of stress at the same time so some of these chemicals are those in plastics as you've already touched on so those disposable plastic water bottles it's particularly important not to let those get too hot and much better if you can to get a um a a good water bottle there are metal ones and there are ones from certified good quality plastics so you need to do some research to be sure which ones um, are the right ones to use then there are chemicals that are used in our kitchens so anything that you use to clean it's worth switching over to um, more natural versions of those and there's a lot of old wives remedies as they used to be called but ancient remedies such as the use of lemon juice for cleaning uh there are lots of things that are available to us to revert back apple Um, cider vinegar yeah i I like to use that yeah really good for windows and mirrors yeah 
Then there's the water supply. And uh, a lot of us are not recognizing, and particularly over in the UK, uh, I don't, my, I mean, maybe my contact in the US is that most of them are functional medicine doctors or practitioners and therefore already more aware than the average member of the population. But um, the number of people who are in the UK not even filtering their water and filtering is just like the first step. There are other methods that clean the water more effectively. We're lucky to have tap water that isn't infected, but it is full of chemicals. And some of these things, um, again, will partially activate estrogen receptors. And some of them can uh, actually impact the thyroid adversely. So one of the chemicals, the two of the chemicals that are in our tap water are chlorine and fluoride. And these actually um, block where the iodine uh, is attached to the thyroid hormone while the thyroid gland is producing the thyroid hormones. And this can contribute to our current epidemic of underactive thyroid disease. Um, some of the other chemicals, well, one of the things that you may find is uh, Teflon on non-stick frying pans and saucepans. And it's really interesting that if you read the small print, sometimes these actually say, do not heat this in anywhere near a caged bird like a canary, which implies that you are, um, that the fumes that are given off are dangerous to a pet bird, which also means they're dangerous to us. So it's worth going through your kitchen and looking at the non, you know, looking at all of your cookware and gradually over time or quickly, if you are more urgently concerned, stopping having any of the non-stick versions. Um, then there's also the artificial hormones from the contraceptive pill and artificial hormone replacement therapy. And some of that gets into the water supply as well. So there are so many ways in which these chemicals are impacting us, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. We're, we're bombarded with them. And so I would also add that um, for women, the, um, the tampons and pads that they're using, um, I think in, in the UK, they disclose the ingredients of pads mm -hmm. and tampons more. We're in the United States. Uh, companies don't have to disclose it. But um, in the United States, there's a lot of, um, it's made out of synthetic cotton made from GMO, yeah. and there's chemicals associated with that. And so... Um, inserting a tampon, it, it's it's such an absorbable area. So yes. that's using or an, an organic um, tampon or pad goes a long way as well. Yeah, yeah. I switched to using a moon cup, which is a reusable one, and and that's been very helpful to me. Um, it affects you know when you're thinking in terms of your responsibility to the environment as well. Uh, in terms of landfill sites, it just doesn't make sense to be keep using these things. I think one main tip is, uh, and we do become more sensitive as we get older, be sensitive to your senses, such as your nose, and reduce the toxins that you're putting on your face and your body, and do careful selection of cosmetics and shampoos. Don't use um, antiperspirants, and if you have to use a deodorant, use an aluminium-free one and not a spray one. When I'm in a somewhere public like the swimming pool changing rooms and somebody sprays a deodorant, the whole room is rapidly filled with that aerosol and you can feel its impact once you learn to be more sensitive and to recognize when something's impacting your, your health. Um, so do stop using these things. Yes, even perfumes. They're yes, not absolutely. regulated and they're, they're 
have a lot of chemicals in them as well. So I think what would be a great help is is your opinion on, because a lot of people have asked me and it gets, um, people are very confused, especially women in menopause, about the difference between natural bioidentical hormones versus conventional pharmaceutical hormone replacement therapy or HRT. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so it's a long story. <laughs> so could, we're definitely well, going to have to have you come back. Yeah. So one of the things is that um, ph- the pharmaceutical industry has to spend a lot of money in developing a new, uh, a new medicine, a new medication. And so they need to have, be, have the possibility of a financial prize at the end in order to fund that research. So they develop artificial chemicals that they can patent because if it's a completely natural compound, they can't patent it unless they can patent a delivery system. So there are certain situations where they have patented a delivery system, but generally speaking, they can't patent a natural hormone. Therefore, in order to produce some relief to the general population, they have produced artificial hormone replacement therapy, which um, which has... Uh, progressed over the years and has in the past it produced an enormous amount of symptom relief for uh, generations of women from the sort of 70s onwards when it was first when they were first brought in and um the 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 problem is that they have um artificial estrogen or or or, or they have just estradiol so not the natural balance of estrogens and they have artificial artificial progestogens in. Now, bioidentical hormones are created, they are compounded on an individual basis, so they are personalized to you, and they are made from yam and soy molecules, altered in the laboratory, so although we call them natural because we can, because there isn't any legislation around that, but um, they are from natural sources, and they are altered in the laboratory to make them exactly the same as your natural hormone rather than almost the same. When you think that testosterone and progesterone are as different as the artificial progestogens are from progesterone, you can see that the altering of the chemicals, even with two two actual atoms change, can massively alter the impact it has on our hormone receptors. And um, with Bioidentical hormones, which aren't known about by a lot of traditional um, westernized doctors, especially in the UK. We have far fewer bioidentical hormone therapy doctors in the UK. Uh, But even in the US, there can be a lot of problem accessing this. Um, So natural bioidentical hormones are based on testing to see what you are deficient in and replacing what's needed at at the minimum level. We also know now that oral estrogens are very bad for you, and that is one of the aspects that led to the, um, the clinical trials that caused lots of people to panic and stop using HRT over the last 10 years. So we've got a whole generation of peri- and postmenopausal women who didn't have the benefit of um, HRT that would have been helpful. So... In summary, natural bioidentical hormones are identical to our own hormones. Therefore, they work naturally on the hormone uh, receptors. And so they are more effective, maybe more effective, but they certainly seem to have fewer side effects. There we go. 
Thank you so much. And I would definitely love to have you come back on because I think we we talked about so many things, but there's still so many other things to explore with hormones. Yes, it's worth checking out my blog as well, where I've got more information on these matters. Yes, so please check out Dr. Allison Grimston's blog at dralli.com, D-O-C-T-O-R-A-L-L-I-E.com. And she's got a stress-busting gift for you. And so um, you can also connect with her at Dr. Allison Grimston on Facebook, and you can follow her on Twitter at Dr. Allison G. And you are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. I'm Lorraine Giordano. You can connect with me at Inspired to Health on Facebook and follow me at Inspired to Health. Um, and next week's guest is Jen Lewis, who's an artist. Um, she's a menstrual artist. So she'll be joining the show next week. So thank you so much, Dr. Allison. This was fantastic. And thank you. I hope to have you come back on soon. And have a great week, everybody else. Thank you for joining us for the Womb Happy Hour. Be sure to tune in again for another edition featuring your host, Lorraine Giordano, next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have an excellent week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 